0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Realmwalker, an Age of Sigmar podcast. I am your host, Gregory Benoit, joined today by my co-host.
1: Hello, it is Carlin. And Realm Walker, are you trying to say it's a singular show? You forgot the S at the end.
0: Uh, nobody the else actor. gets to come. Just me. It's just me who gets to walk the realms.
1: And now I'm booted from the Zoom call.
0: <laughs> so today we're trying something a little different everybody uh we are going to be doing a fan reading uh, a blind fan reading in fact of the recent cursed city short called night guard but before we get into that we are going to get into what have we been hobbying lately so carlin want to start us off what have you been hobbying lately
1: uh, a little bit of this a little bit of that i am working on painting up my gloomhaven models uh some friends and i we're going to start up a gloomhaven campaign and I'm just uh, getting all the starter uh, classes painted up. So that way they just look fancy and cool. Uh, been revamping my hobby area. I think I mentioned that last time. Also, um, finished building the W uh, Iron Rider model that I am looking so forward to painting because it looks like it's going to be just an absolute um, gift mm-hmm. to paint. Um, just It looks beautiful in every way.
0: Yeah. All right. So what have I been hobbying lately? Let's see. Uh, so... Um, I have been adjusting my space marine army. Uh, after Bryce thoroughly kicked my ass, I realized I needed to move around who currently had jump packs. So, some of the guys who had jump packs no longer have them, and some other dudes have jump packs now. Um, uh, just to read, uh, basically, I needed my librarians and my chaplains to have jump packs. I have, uh, to Bryce's dismay, kit bashed a um. Ah oh, shit! What's the what's the guy who rides on the horse, the Griffin, the Lord Arcanum, I believe it is. Uh Lord uh, Arcanum, sure, yeah, yeah. It's the Lord Arcanum or the Lord Relector, I think. The the uh, Stormcast uh, that rides on the Griffin. I have uh, kitbashed that to be a Captain on Bike for my Space Marine army as well, which I'm really proud of.
1: And um, you're right, it is Lord Arcanum on. Okay.
0: Griffin. Yeah, yeah, the Lord Arcanum on griff Charger. Yes, that's been rekitbashed, and I got some. Um, some uh, Eliminators painted up as well. I've got a box ready to make a ton more Corn Berserkers for my Corn Army. And the Crisis Suits have been moved from the table where I put all the models I'm about to paint over to the shelf. So they won't be painted anytime soon. Uh, uh, the they'll Shelf never... of Doom? Yeah, well, it, I don't have a Shelf of Doom per se, but it's the shelf where those five Crisis Suits I refuse to paint are. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they're next. I'm going to get them done next, I promise um and so that has been what i have been uh that's been my hobby uh lately Mm -hmm. so uh, i just want
1: to do a quick little shout out um so it's just greg and i tonight uh bryce unfortunately has some stuff going on which means we've also pushed back uh, doing the book a bit we might cover it our own depending on how long some stuff happens either way just to everyone out there, just send your thoughts, prayers, whatever you choose to believe in uh, to Bryce. Just help him get through because he's a good guy and love to have him back
0: soon. Yeah, we do have uh, – we got a couple of uh, smaller podcasts hopefully coming at you. Um, this one and then we've got some short stories that me and Carlin are going to be reading on as well for you in the next episode. Because but let short us...
1: stories are awesome.
0: They are in fact. So let us move on to the blind reading of Night Guard.
1: I am so stoked for Curse City.
0: All right, so Nightguard, a Curse City short by C.L. Werner.
1: And I know you haven't read too many novels, but this guy is fantastic.
0: Oh, dope. All right. So, let's get into it. Morval Olbrecht's eyes glittered from the shadows. His henchmen crept ahead of him through the decayed streets of Ulfinkar. He needed a bold breed to range the city center, and bolder hearts to do so at night, when the dark things that infested the ruins were abroad. The howls and cries of hunting beasts rang out almost continuously in the distance, but never far enough away to be comfortable. When an especially fierce gale wind whipped across Banshee's Bay, and coated Ulf and Karn in a chill mist, the shrieks of wandering geists and the roars of prowling vargeists might become slightly subdued. But there was no delusion that the creatures were out there, searching for the foolish and the unwary to slate, to slate their undead hunger. The wizard stroked the long tuft of black beard that sprouted from his chin. He was neither foolish nor unwary. There was still much to learn about the ghastly curse that had tightened around Ulfenkarn, but he'd done his research before traveling to the city. His arcane sight enabled him to visualize the frayed wisps of magic that swirled through the runes and that terrible energies that exuded by the shyish nadir that every day drew just that little bit nearer to Olfinkar. Morval trembled as he conceived the magnitude of the power that must have caused the realm energies to shift from the fringes of Shaiish to the center. But it did solidify his belief that if civilization were to thrive in this realm, its dread power had to be harnessed rather than shunned. This was the precept of all who practice amethyst magic.
1: The three men who'd been engaged by Morval for several weeks now were slinking cautiously past a gibbet hanging from the balcony of what might have been a guildmaster's residence in better days, but was now a crumbled ruin. He watched with grim humor when Basidar folded his hands together and made the sign of Nagash as though the Lord of Undeath could be appeased by such superstition. Basadar was the oldest of the three, blind in one eye and claws of a bloodbath, most of one foot torn away by a ghoul. He was more desperate than the others for the path that Morrell provided, trying to support several unsavory habits acquired when he'd been a skilled harpooner on the whaling ship. He lacked the self-reflection to appreciate that his own vices were what brought about his downfall long before the city laid low. Yes, Morval reflected. Bold was the wrong word by which to describe his henchmen. Desperate was much better. Lorien and Kanimer had the same hungry recklessness that Bosidar displayed. They were younger, more callous than Harpooner barely even glancing at the bloodless corpse locked in the gibbet. As long as they didn't suffer, they cared little about what happened to someone else, an attitude that was all too common among the wretches who existed in the slums on the periphery of Olcantar, the only part of the city where living still had numbered the undead. We should be getting close to the old Elton menagerie. Basidar told Morval. There won't be any beast to scavenge, he added. Whatever didn't escape on its own will have been cleaned by something by now. Morval frowned at Basidar's lack of imagination. I'm not after pelts or tusks. The carcass of a deep mare in one of those cages, or at least was. Wherever a deep mare dies, the ground becomes altered. And from its soil the worm rose grows. He let his hand tap the heft of his sight like staff, his surface covered by winding thorns. Such flowers were used to construct grape he added. Tap the staff again. If I could create a narrow one like it, I need more worm roses. Basadar gave the staff a frightened look. He'd seen the wizard channel his spells through it before, seen those thorns and to snag an unwary man and siphon his vitality into Morval. It was good to see some fear in Bossadar's eyes. So long as he was afraid, he would do what he was told. How do you know the flowers are there? Florian demanded. The young thug wasn't nearly as intimidated by the harpooner. The same helper, for Kanemir. Greedy and stupid were a good combination to shorten a life. You forget that I have eyes other than yours to find what I want in the ruins, Marvel patted the rat perched on his shoulder. Such things aren't able to collect what they find, that's what I need you. The explanation settled their questions for now, even if they were still curious crumbling wall that encircled an abandoned menagerie was just ahead his henchmen became weary as they approached it after so many years of neglect an odor of exotic beast lingered in the air Morbal smirked at their fright they weren't nearly frightened enough
0: this way he directed the men to a hole in the wall Morval guided them past empty cages with broken bars. Sometimes a strange bone or a bit of scaly hide remained to give some clue as to what had been once kept there. The worm roses were all that interested him now. He could not repress a deep chuckle when at last he spotted the old deep mare cage, a tangle of leprous flowers and crimson thorns growing from behind its bars. Let's get this over with, Kanamir said clearly discomforted by Morval's humor. The men started forward, but Morval gestured for them to stay put. Not yet, he said. We must wait until they are in full bloom. An hour, perhaps two. Unhappy with his decision, but still obeying, they drew back. Time crawled by while the men watched the worm roses. Morval was more interested in what he could hear. Soon enough, the sound he was waiting for reached him the thud of heavy footsteps marching through the menagerie. A few seconds later, his henchmen heard something too. Something's coming, Morval hissed. Quickly, hide yourselves there! He gestured with the grave bloom at the collapsed remains of a fountain. The urgency in his voice sent the men scrambling. They did not pause to wonder why he didn't take cover alongside them. Stepping inside behind the tangle of Wormrose to watch events unfold. The footfall drew near, soon a vast figure came lumbering out of the darkness. Twice as tall as any man, its shoulders as broad as a wagon, the thing carried with it an acrotic stench. It was an ogre, or at least, it had been when it was alive. Now its flesh was rotten and torn, revealing yellowed bones beneath. The cloths it wore were tattered in frays, its armor foul with rusty neglect. The brute carried a huge iron club in one of its immense fists. The other held a spider silk bag, its finery an alarming contrast to the otherwise monstrous appearance. The ogre was a Kazagari in life, the devoted minion of the vampire Radukar, who now ruled over Ulfankar. Death had transformed this thing into a night guard, and it had been sent here on a specific errand, the same. Marval had told his henchmen about. It was here to gather worm roses. The ogre marched to the cage, but before it could get too close, Marval, the wizard, inv- invoked a spell he had been preparing. A nimbus of blue light erupted around the fountain and exposed the men hiding there. The night guard's ghastly eyes narrowed with belligerence. Tossing aside the bag, it raised its club and charged towards the fountain. Florian was struck down instantly, his bones snapping like twigs beneath the impact of the club. Kanemir fired only slightly better, but managing to draw out his sword and hack at the monster's arm. Though he cut a section of decayed flesh from the night guard, the undead was oblivious to the hurt. A sideways swat from its stroke stove the man's ribs in and threw him in the air, slamming against the bars of another cage. His mangled body clung there, plastered to the cage by its own gore.
1: Asadar raised his harpoon and nerved himself to use the relic from his wailing days against the ogre. Morval exerted some of his arcane power, and spectral lights surrounded the head of the weapon. Asadar had seen this magic before, and evidently took courage in the thought that the wizard's magic was helping him. Shouting his defiance, he lunged at the night guard. The enchanted harpoon punctured the ogre's bloated gut and plunged beneath its ribs. Basadar wrenched it free, splattering the ground with shreds of flesh and splintered bone. No blood streamed from the wound, but decayed organs inside spilt out in a grisly display. The night guard, however, was immune to this hurt, as it had been to Kanamar's blow. It lurched after Bazidar and brought its club slamming down. Only narrowly did the harpooner avoid the murderous strike. Marval stepped out from behind the worm roses and lifted Gray Bloom. The scythe blazed with spectral energy as he channeled his magic through it. He saw the hope that filled Bazidar's face when the man glimpsed him weaving another spell. That hope died fast. A withering miasma of ghastly energy erupted around both man and ogre, searing and clawing at them in a tempest of spectral rage. Fasadar fell. His life force shriveled inside him. The night guard staggered, the club dropping from its massive fist as its supernatural strength was drained away. Instinctively, the brute Turned towards Morval. It took a few stumbling steps towards the wizard, but the soul storm he had set upon it would not be denied. Before the ogre could close with his foe, the last of the necromantic power sustaining it had been sucked out. The monster crashed into the ground, his body rapidly putrefying. Morval hastened to the fallen Night Guard. A swing a Graveloom's blade, open its necrotic chest. He reached in and ripped out the creature's pot, stuffing it in the same spider silk bag the ogre had brought with it. The undead heart would be useful in his researches into the power of the shyest Nadir. Wizard looked over at Bossidar. He smiled as he stroked his beard. His late henchman would have been shocked to know it was Nygard, not the Wormroses their patron had been after this night the chan vermin morval used to spy for him had noted that the ogre came every third night to collect flowers for radicars thirsting court the men had been baited to keep the monster busy while he worked his magic it was callous perhaps to use him in such a manner but after all they were already plotting to dispose of their patron once they figured out a way to steal his treasure, Morval considered that he'd merely taken preventive action and one that made good use of their disposal. The distant towels were not so distant now. Blocks of the bats circled overhead, drawn by the sanguinary smell of battle. Morval secured his prize and hurried from the menagerie to return to his lair in the slums. Even a wizard wasn't wise to test Providence too much in a place like karn
0: All right. Woo. So. I like it. Good yeah, that story. was pretty. Yep, good story. Immediate thoughts. Morval, kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess this really sets up the sort of... Uh, the setting, because I I actually didn't hadn't considered that there was going to be any living people inside of the cursed city, but apparently there is, which is kind of interesting to think about. Mm. Uh, and it really sets up like the sort of dark horror atmosphere that we're going to be seeing when the game comes out.
1: I am so excited! I am so excited for the game.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely! Like, um, I I I think that it was real. Like, it, especially, I wonder if there's going to be like aspects of betrayal and. Like trying to get ahead in the game because, like, that was kind of interesting. That with a plot twist being that Morval was just there to get the uh to get the night guard and yeah. the flowers, but absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, it is a cooperative game, but they might have some like uh versus type uh, mechanics to it. Uh, like some games do. We'll see if one of it does and two of it does it well because most games I find that do that don't tend to work too well just because you know. If you're back seven people in the back, it's really hard to work together. Um, yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening of it. Um, in the grand I, scheme of things, the lore so far has seemed really interesting, and I'm liking the horror-y vibes that this got going on. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm also interested because. Um, so, Morval, I, I, I was wondering if Morval was going to be one of the characters that you could play as in the game. It does not appear to be so. Uh, he seems hmm. to be. Um, Either like a character that is not one of the main like heroes that you can play as, which probably makes sense because he's kind of a dick. But I wonder if he's going to show up in the game at all.
1: Yeah, or at least uh, in an expansion later on could yeah. could be them long term in the game because with Re- oh, no, you Stone Fortress it? they had a couple expansions that they did. So who
0: knows? Yeah, Radiker. Radiker was mentioned, and as we oh. know, Radiker is the um, the the tyrannical master of Ulf and Karn as his description says so he's the guy with the big wolf pelt on so uh, i guess he killed one of his ogres but yeah I'm, I'm interested to see if there is going to be more information on this character morval because i specifically went to like look up if this was another character that i didn't know about mm-hmm. and i haven't found any like well we were, well uh, after we finished there isn't a character named morval as far as i can tell in age of sigmar okay um so this is a unique character to this um, to this story.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he seems like a unique character at least in respects to like how he's portrayed. He's a dick. I won't say he's a sounds like a nice guy or anything. <laughs> um, yeah. But I am very curious to uh, see how they develop the story. Like, I will for sure be getting the book when it comes out. I will be, be begging my wife to let me buy the game. It all depends on the price of the game. Yeah, um,
0: they haven't re- I thought they were doing pre orders. I'm surprised they haven't. Uh, they
1: just announced pre orders, so it'll be going up on Saturday. Yes. Um, or it will already have been going on when this episode released. But either way, we're at the point where they just announced pre orders.
0: Uh, for reference, apparently, um, I don't know, I can't find uh, where it's linked, but apparently, the one of the old Battle Mage uh, models from Games Workshop is like representative, representative of Morval Albrecht. Okay. Who is only? It's just there's a guy who's got like an hourglass and a scythe with some. Um, Let's see if I can find a picture. Sure. Because I'm researching uh, this while we're talking about it because it's supposed to be a blind reaction. Yep. Well, it, yeah. uh, well, here we go. It's this guy. So it's the 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 guy on the bottom right, if you, or the bottom middle. He's got the south, uh, the the scythe, and you yeah. can see the grave blooms or the the, the, the grave yeah. blooms on the scythe there. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, uh, it's supposed to be.
1: Oh wait, I remember now. Um, the book will come with a character you can play with, a character card, and I think it's actually for that model.
0: Yes, in fact, I believe it is. Yeah, there um, we go. So
1: yes, he will be a playable character.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So, I guess we've confirmed that he will be a playable character. Uh, I mean, we'll also, we'll definitely be doing more Cursed City content if, as it comes up. Well, yeah, but I,
1: at, when they release the book and everything, I will be buying it and reading it, and we can figure out ways to cover it. Also, if they release more short stories, I definitely want to do this again.
0: Yes. Um, and if you liked the uh, the, the blind read, uh, let us know. We absolutely could do more of them. Um, I, I was particularly shocked when I found that there's a, a lack of at least. Uh, fan reads on uh, fan reads for Age of Sigmar on YouTube so if people want more content like that because there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of it presently available we will be happy to fill that market for you so Mm -hmm. I hope you all enjoyed it Uh, are we good to check out then I suppose yeah well this has
1: been a lot of fun Greg and thank you for the idea Uh, yes yeah so this has been a short walk with the Brown Walkers I need to figure out a name for the series short walk I'm gonna
0: go with that for now yeah (laughs) <laughs> or with the, with, oh, oh wait a seri- for the series for when we're doing these uh short ones
1: or for live reads when you think of a name
0: oh okay just take a short strolls <laughs> the realm stroll a
1: short uh, a short realm stroll would be like for our shorter episodes and then for the blind reads hmm i'll think of a name for this mm. if you have a name feel free to comment it on our facebook page at a at realm walkers and Aowitz lore podcast also, yes. feel free to message us. Uh, you should be able to do that. Also, you could send us uh email at realmwalkers AOS, at gmail.com. Yeah. So yeah. comment away, send it fire us an email, let us know what you think because we want to know. Otherwise, we'll continue doing stuff and make you mad because we're not doing what you want. We want to do <laughs> what you want. <laughs>
0: Tell what All you right. want, damn it. Well, anyways, thank you everybody for joining us and with joining us as uh, Carla always likes to remind you you are now realm walkers as well uh that's official you can take that to the bank y'all That'd have a wonderful chest, e- do what you wish yeah <laughs> you all have yourself a wonderful evening and thank you so much for joining it with, joining us as well
1: thank you so much and keep reading great lore